in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Just before the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem and in the temple he found people selling cattle and sheep and pigeons and a money changer sitting at a counter's desk, making a whip out of the same cord, of some cord, he drove them all out the temple, cattle and sheep as well, scattered the money changers' coins, knocked their tables over and said to the pigeon sellers, Take all this out of here and stop turning my father's house into a market. Then his disciples remembered the words of scripture, Zeal for your house will devour me. The Jews intervened and said, What sign can you show us? To justify what you have done. Jesus answered, Destroy the sanctuary, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews replied, It has taken 46 years to build the sanctuary. Are you going to raise it up in three days? But you are speaking of the sanctuary that was his body. And when Jesus rose from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the words he had said. The Gospel of the Lord With the end of the official persecution of Christians through Constantine's Edict of Milan, Christians had to search for new ways of expressing their faith publicly as the church transitioned from an underground persecuted organization to an officially recognized religion that could now worship publicly without any restrictions or fear of suppression. One of the first dilemmas she had to face was to propose a style of building that would serve as a public temple for Christians to worship God. The house churches built in secret compartments of the villas of rich Christians would no longer be practical nor feasible. The pagan temples, which only emitted an elite priesthood and left the rest of the devotees out in the open, what we would call subdevo or under the gods or under the heavens, would also not be a practical nor pastoral option for Christians who sought communion worship rather than an individualized form of prayer. The first public church would therefore be a radical architectural innovation. St. John Latran would adopt the architecture of the Basilica, originally meant to be a structure that allowed people to have an audience with their king, and later would be adapted and made into public malls that serve as marketplaces as well as magistrate courts, and use this style of architecture from the profane world and transform it into sacred space used exclusively for worship. Today we celebrate the dedication of the Lateran Basilica in Rome, and we are glad. We celebrate, in fact, that with the help of a building 
we can reach to the deepest truth of our existence. As one of his inscriptions says, this is the mother and head of all churches in Rome and throughout the world. The significance of this feast is not just in its historical value that we are celebrating the anniversary of the first public church in Christendom. No, in celebrating this feast, we are making statements about a Catholic identity. Any church building is an important setting for worship, especially for the celebration of the Eucharist. But we should not forget that even in an empty and locked church, in the tabernacle, the real presence of Christ abides, and the visibility in the landscape of the set-apart building recalls in space and time the saving presence of the Lord of all creation and of all history. He who cannot be contained is contained. This is true even during the long months of lockdown when people were prevented from coming to church. The church does not cease to be a church even when people are absent. The fact that churches represent the materiality of our world and of our fate also points to their importance. Despite months of following online masses, Catholics have not gotten used to this, nor accepted it as a new normal. It is certainly beyond their control, but they continue to yearn for a return to physically worshipping in person. The reason is simple. We are not angels, and we exist and will be saved as human bodies. We are physical beings, and our worship too is physical. The virtual world would not suffice. The sacraments are appropriate ways to salvation because they involve and transform the whole of us, body and soul. Our bodily resurrection will be the completion of our salvation. So let us not think of church buildings, any church building, as just empty shells, mere props, that only have meaning when believers gather in them for worship. Even as buildings, they are appropriate settings for important moments in our salvation journey. We who worship in spirit and truth as embodied souls in time and space. Our salvation transcends time and space, but does not bypass our material humanity or our history. Among church buildings, cathedrals have a particular significance. They point to a bishop, to his authority, which is symbolized by his chair his cathedra, from which the word cathedral derives its name. And uniquely among cathedrals, the Lateran Basilica points directly to the Bishop of Rome, the successor of St. Peter. So today is not just a feast when we remember a building made of stone and mortar, but also the authority of the Pope, which the building symbolizes. Although our God can be worshipped anywhere and everywhere, Church buildings remind us of His sacred presence in our midst. Of course, God and the operation of His grace can never be limited. Yet in rejecting the need for church buildings by using the excuse that God is omnipresent, we could easily fall into the error of not recognizing His presence at all. Church buildings are indeed necessary landmarks. We stand out to resist the persistent onslaught and invasion of the profane world of man into the sovereign sacred space of God. 
in celebrating their dedication, recommit ourselves to our baptismal dedication to the service of God and His redemptive plan. Sin in our lives may well have somewhat dilapidated us as temples of the Spirit, yet we pray for the grace to become truly beautiful as the churches in which we worship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.